Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, April 24th. We are back for another episode. Um, Richie, a slow week this week, but we're still here. We're still clocked in. No weeks off. Um, and we had some news in, in football, outside of football, all over the place. So maybe a quicker show today. But again, like we said off air, we say that every week and then we, we're on here for an hour. So we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. But we have a couple more shows coming out this week that are already kind of pre-scheduled. And so we're going to try and be quicker this week so that you guys don't get sick of hearing us and uh, bored and tune back in for some of those other shows too. But how has your weekend been so far? We're only halfway done with it, thank God. But how's your weekend been so far, Richie? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been fun. I uh, went out, got to play some golf yesterday with the boys. So that, that was a really good time. Came home and just crashed and woke up at like three in the morning and decided to just <laughs> wake up at that point. Uh, but like you said, not not a lot of Florida State related news, but still enough to get a show in today. Uh, but I'm really excited about what we have planned for the rest of the week. Um, shout out Harlan and uh, shout out to the ladies basketball team because we got some exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, can't wait for what will come the rest of this week. Hey, if you're listening to this, if you're watching it, if you could do us a favor and share this, we would certainly appreciate it. Hit the retweet button. Hit the like button. If you're on Facebook, share this in a group or tag a friend. If you're listening on YouTube, if you could hit the subscribe button, we'd appreciate it. Or if you're catching us later on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever, if you could make sure that you subscribe, rate, and share that as well, we would certainly appreciate it. Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Um, go by and visit them. Tell them Double Fries No Slaw sent you. Make sure you get your box with no coleslaw. Um, Richie, like you said, kind of a slow week. Not a ton. Nothing like last week was. Man, when we recorded last week, I, I said this a couple of different places. I thought last week was one of the best episodes we'd ever done. I just thought that our back and forth was really good. I thought that um, just kind of the info and what we were talking about was really, really good. And then about two hours later, everything changed. Um, we got some news on Easter Sunday that none of us wanted to get. None of, nobody wanted to see or hear or anything like that. Um, but Amarius Mims, who we spent the first you know 25 minutes of last week's episode talking about, uh, who we felt like was a done deal to Florida State, took his name out of the transfer portal, ended up back at Georgia, Due to some events that were probably out of anyone's control, somewhat unfortunate, somewhat unlucky, which we can talk about in a minute. I don't think we're breaking any news when we when we talk about it, so I, I don't mind kind of going into it. But, uh, man, how crazy things can change in literally like two, three hours. Like we finished up the podcast, got to my mother-in-law's, was eating my, my Easter lunch, and uh, I saw some tweets start hitting the timeline. I was like, oh, that's got to be fake, and – it, it was not fake. So what, what were your thoughts when, uh, yeah, maybe that's a good place to start. What were your thoughts when that first kind of started being apparent that, uh, things were, were changing? Yeah. I, uh, when we hopped off last week, I was ready to, uh, I, I was not just penciling in, but in permanent marker, you know, oh. putting a Marius Mins as my starting left tackle and we go to new Orleans here in a few months. Uh, but yeah, things change and George, I don't know if, what happened they up the bag whatever it was maybe florida state didn't show him enough i i think the staff does you know i think we have a closing issue uh we saw that on signing day and then with mims again but yeah it was just crazy uh, turn of events you know he it goes from uh, leaning miami to not even visiting there to going to florida state obviously he had to leave early um uh, you know to 
one of, lost one of his good friends and then stays at Georgia. Uh, I'm just happy to say we never officially reported last week that he was coming here. We just assumed it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm garnet and gold colored glasses here. Maybe I'm being a little too easy on the staff, but I don't know if it was as much of a closing problem. I think that Josh Newberg of Knowles 247 even kind of alluded somewhat to it, that he was hearing that uh, some things may be taking place that afternoon. Um, you know, I, I, I think it we're far enough away from it at this point. There was a meeting planned with, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really know what I'm allowed to say, not allowed to say, but whatever, we're, we're here, so just say it. Uh, there was a meeting planned with Mims and Atkins and the entire offensive line for Friday afternoon. Um, some people kind of speculated that that could be kind of a commitment time, and there was a lot of excitement around the potential that would happen that that um, obviously, you know, unfortunately there was a tragic passing of somebody that Mims was very close to that meeting never ends up taking place. He gets back home to Georgia, kind of what's been rumored or what's been talked about from a couple of different places, a couple of different sources that I've chatted with. Um, they're kind of close to the situation. Just basically said he got back around his boys, his teammates were super, super, um, you know, sympathetic there for him shoulders to cry on his coaches were the same way and you know kid lost his best friend enjoyed the uh love that his teammates and coaches were given to him and said like you know what this is home this is where i need to be right now at this point in my life Mm -hmm. i truly believe that if that didn't you know if the tragic passing hadn't have happened we would have closed on him and so like that's kind of where i'm like "Ah, i don't necessarily know it was not an nil issue i'm fully confident in that so it's kind of where i'm like ah maybe i've got garden gold color glasses on but at the same time it's hard for me to throw that all on the staff um because what are you gonna say you know the kid says like yeah i want to be back home because of this loss or because this tragic pat like what are you gonna say like now you need to you need to uproot your whole life and come to tallahassee yeah it's unfortunate obviously you know way bigger things than football somebody's life being gone. I mean, that's way more important than any kind of commit or game or season or anything else like that. But I mean, it is just par for the course. Um, I'm watching the eight men in the ACC right now. It is par for the course for FSU football over the last couple of years um, for something like that to happen. Like that is just totally like, yeah. How in the world does, uh, does, does something like that happen only to FSU? You've got the, the Destin Hill stuff that's happened. You've had the Travis Hunter stuff that's happened. You know, the Jacksonville state stuff that's happened. Um, I just feel like you need to direct people to that caller from your, uh, your guy, you and Josh's face the other day where he was just, where he was just recapping all of the unfortunate events um, while laughing hysterically. And I made that video of the, uh, the Spanish dude who just does it in it. Yeah. it, It, it's comical at the same time, but it's, you know, I, I, I can't let the staff off the hook entirely. Um, but yeah, obviously that could have played a major role, right? Like you mentioned, you, you go through a, a tragic life experience. You go back home to, you know, your, your circle and they're, they're there, they care for you. And they're like, Hey, I'm here for you, ma'am. Um, and he decided to stay. So it, it is what it is, you know, unfortunate for Florida state, but Obviously, we're not mad at Demarius Spence or anything. We wish him the best. He's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft in probably two years. So, you know, I wish he was coming out of Florida State, but he will be coming out of Georgia. 
Yeah, unfortunate um, for sure. Uh, somebody that, again, we kind of had penciled into the offensive line and thought that uh, thought that he was going to really help there. That said, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. It's disappointing. I don't know how much it changes my outlook. I thought it kind of raised our um, ceiling from like seven to eight wins to like eight to nine. Right. So I thought he did give you like a win above or like I thought he gave you one more win, but I'm still at like fully confident this team makes a bowl, wins more than six games, and has a great chance to get to eight if they can beat LSU first game. I think that beating LSU first game or you know, second game, but you know, first real game. Yeah. Um, I think that beating LSU is gonna be tougher without him. I think that he would have helped a lot and solidified that line, but you still get them kind of early. You get a, a cupcake and Duquesne early. So if you go into that Duquesne game, um, healthy should come out of that Duquesne game healthy you should get some backups in there some rotate you know you should beat them pretty bad so you should go into that LSU game healthy and so yeah. I don't know I think that Florida's it, it, it it's unfortunate because he'd have been a multi-year starter at the one of the most important positions on the roster I don't think it changes the outlook on the season that much for me you know I, I was high on no. the I was high, you know higher on the team I expected a step forward from five wins to seven or eight and so I, mean, I still expect seven or eight. I, nothing's the roster hasn't yeah. changed. The roster hasn't gotten worse. It just didn't improve. Exactly. You're right. Like the roster was what it was a week ago. Like, it's not like, you know, it, it would be much different for me if we lost like Scott right now, or we lost Gibbons or obviously Travis, or, you know, there was smoke around Akeem Dent. There were, you know, we lost somebody that was like a playmaker Bethune or any of those guys. Like I'd be worried. This doesn't really change much you just had an opportunity to get better and you didn't take advantage of it and, and didn't, didn't get better. Other than that, I don't think it's uh, <laughs> I don't think it's much different. So well, it's, it's like um, you said, we, we, we kind of penciled them in and that's, you know, nobody's fault because it, all things were definitely trending that way. So we kind of assumed he was on the roster, but like you mentioned, we didn't lose a guy. We just didn't get someone who we thought we were going to get. So it's not that big of a deal. Obviously I, I think, you know, he definitely solidifies the offensive line if he comes here, um, but he doesn't. And I think the offensive line has a chance to be OK regardless. Uh, you know, it, it, depth is going to be a concern this year. But if you have, you know, 2013 luck with injuries, I think Florida State, like you said, seven, eight, maybe even nine wins at that point and, and probably beating somebody you shouldn't beat. I, I think it's definitely on the table still, regardless of what Mims did. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, like you said, you had a chance to get better and you couldn't take advantage of that, right? Whether it's the staff's fault, not, I mean, at the end of the day, it's yeah. you didn't you didn't get better and, and you had a chance to. Florida State still has chances to get better. We, you know, that kind of probably takes us into a pretty good loop of continuing on talking about the transfer portal. A lot of news this week. Um, you know, it's funny to me to watch FSU fans. And, and at the end of the day, fans are, you know, short for fanatic. So I get yeah. it. But. <laughs> exactly. It's funny to watch FSU fans like absolutely melt down year after year after year when it comes to roster size and numbers and how are we going to get under 85 and how are we going to figure this out? And <laughs> like, I don't even think the coaches stress about that. Like any no. of the coaches, like I don't think Jimbo stressed about this. I don't think Willie stressed about this. I don't think Norvell stresses about this. I, I don't think that it's ever been a concern. Like they kind of know who the guys like a team is not 85 players deep. Right. And so no. like the guys that are third and fourth year in the system that are not making any movement or any noise are just going to not end up being on the program. Like this is not like I've never stressed. I stress about a lot of things with FSU. I'm stressed out like right now 
because I don't want baseball to lose this series on the road when they kind of like blew the game on Friday. I'm stressed out because I don't want golf to lose today. But I'm yeah. not, I've never stressed out about portal numbers or I'm sorry, like roster no. numbers. Like that no. is never, and people would come on the spaces and obviously we do the spaces every day or used to do them every day. Um, it's Josh, how are we going to get down? Who's going to leave? And he, you know, Josh isn't going to call a kid out, but yeah, like I said, the guys that are three and four years in the program and not making any difference and they're being passed up by true freshmen. Those are the guys that are going to leave. Like those are, yeah. and, and we saw some of that this week. And so with some guys leaving, we'll talk about in just a minute. There are some opportunities. There's a defensive tackle that Florida state's pretty high on. Um, mm-hmm. There are some guys that are possibilities uh, for Florida state to kind of go after in the transfer portal to help out depth. I don't know that there's anybody that's just like going to light the world on fire. There's not another Amarius Mims at this point. But I do think that there's a lot of opportunity for Florida State to kind of help out with some of the depth. If another offensive lineman um, maybe hits the portal, that could be big if there are connections with Florida State. But uh, like I said, we've never we've never stressed um, roster numbers, and it will literally never be something I do stress because again, a team is not 85 players deep. From the best team from from the Alabama to the Georgia, all the way down to the UMass. No team is 85 players deep. So, like, it legitimately does not matter how they figure out the numbers. <laughs> no, so. and it, it, it never does. It Like you said, they always work out. There's no governing body like the NCAA thinks they are. But it, it, we truly are in the wild, wild west of, of the college football era. Um, you know, how we all talk about SMU back in the day. That, that's what's actually happening right now. No one cares. No one's governing. They're going to figure the numbers out. Um there's probably going to be preferred walk-ons that end up on scholarship because Florida state, they're not done sending kids to the transfer portal who currently exit interviews are happening. Um, I'd expect a, a couple more, at least uh, on top of the guys who entered this week. Yeah, no, I think it'll, you know, May 1st is is kind of the, uh, the deadline for you to kind of get in and play. So again, I think there's a lot more that happens. I think by the time we do next week's episode, well, next week, next week will be the 31st, right? I don't know. How many days are in April? Next week will be Uh, May, right? I don't know. Let's take a look. Yeah. Next week's the 31st. All right. So we we got one more day after that. No, no, just the next week is the first next week's the first. Oh, there we go. So by the time we record, we'll know. Yeah. We know a lot about FSU. We just don't know much about how many days are in the the calendar and things like that. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I, I think we'll see more. Okay. So a couple of guys that went in, shout out, see more stacks, uh, Jadarius Cream, McKnight, Kobe Gross, Quayshon Fuller, Fuller's upsetting. You know, Fuller was one that like, you kind of hope that he could flash a little bit, yeah. um, and be a guy that made a difference. And it's unfortunate. It's upsetting that he's not going to be able to continue on because he was somebody that there was a lot of excitement um, around and that one upsets me. I, I don't think anybody's super excited, uh, super surprised with the Kobe gross news. Just, you know, a take that a lot of people questioned when it happened, you know, never really was able to make much of an impact. Darius green McKnight um, again, guys that had been in the program for a little while weren't, going to see any playing time. And so you kind of like wish them the best and hope they can kind of move on. I believe right now our number is like 23 ish guys have 
put their names in the portal, 24, 25, somewhere in that number. And I think like three or four have landed at power five schools. So um, real one quick, of those TJ, is a, um, shout out Max over at Tomahawk nation. I got the tweet pulled up here. 23 Florida state players have entered the transfer portal during the fall and spring semesters of 2021, 2022. Only four have landed at power five yeah, schools. Four. So I think that tells you all you need to know about uh, the players leaving the program. Yeah, I think that and one of those is a third string quarterback. Uh, one of those yeah. is a kicker. Um, and then obviously uh, who Brownlee Brownlee signed with Louisville. Right. So that's another one. And then there's one more that I'm, yeah. that I'm missing. Um, so it's not many, right. No. You know, it's, it's not guys are not leaving here. Guys are certain. Nobody's left here. Yeah, they're you not know, going to Alabama guys, or Georgia. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's left here for like a better opportunity. Right. Like, you yeah. know, being the third string quarterback at Nebraska or the second string quarterback here. I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's a step down. Chubbo would be the backup here. I would say, yeah. I think yeah, he'd, he'd beat be out Tate. Yeah. Now I probably wouldn't next year, you know, I wouldn't next year, but it would be this year, you know? And yeah, so for sure, um, you know, Brownlee wasn't happy. And so he, he left, but I don't think playing DB at Louisville. I mean, that's a step down. You know, Louisville's not the same category as Florida State. That's just a trade for greedy Vance. So, yeah, at the end of the day, whatever. So, anyway, yeah, I think that it's just, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, nothing super shocking there. Somebody had a question on Winston Wright. I think that's a good one. We talked about guys that came in the transfer portal. I, mm-hmm. I think that kind of the latest that we've heard on that is that he is progressing fairly well and when i first heard the news i did not think that he would have a chance um but i think he's going i i do think he's going to end up playing i don't know if it'll be week zero or week one with lsu but i do think winston wright's going to get back in so it's not official don't quote me but i'm hearing that he is progressing fairly well and kind of expects to be back in the mix which would be huge for fsu i think it'll be tough that he missed the entire spring yeah it'd be tough that he probably won't be in any of the fall camp either but if you can get in you know halfway through the season or a quarter of the way through the season wherever i think that'll be big for for fsu for sure probably the wide receiver that no definitely the wide receiver that that we took in the transfer portal that had the most um production the most excitement around him again if you listen to that call that richie referenced earlier um just another thing for FSU. <laughs> Again, thank God that Winston Wright's okay. Thank God that he wasn't seriously injured. I mean, pretty seriously injured, but like fatally injured or anything like that. Everyone in the car was okay. Thank God. So, yeah. But still, that's one FSU more luck for yeah. you, isn't it, right? Like, <laughs> one give more me thing. one thing. I think I said this last week. I think, you know, if, if he'd have been driving 100 and something miles an hour like Anthony Richardson and then you get in a wreck because you're acting like a fool – you kind of get what you asked for at times. Right? He was like, like passenger going like 30 miles right. an hour. <laughs> no, no fault of his own. Like they weren't like yeah. doing something. Nobody was drinking. Nobody. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> that's FSU luck right now. Like I think we're just paying for 2013, you know, and, and everything that we had then. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, hopefully good news there with Winston, Wright. I would, if I was betting one way or the other, like it, will he play this year or not making it? I would say yes. Like my gut leans towards good. yes right now. So I haven't heard anything, but that's, that's great news for Mike Norville, Jordan Travis and the Florida state offense. If he is available, even if, as you said, he won't be available, it's unlikely week zero, but if he can come in 
you know, in, in play eight games, you know, by his third or fourth game, he should be, you know, pretty much caught up to, to where he needs to be, at least that you could expect given the circumstances. So I'm, that's exciting to me. I, I've not heard that TJ. So I, I really hope that's, that's accurate. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not a done deal yet, but yeah, for sure, the reports that I'm getting here that, that it is more positive than, than negative, you know, when I think it first happened, I, I kind of was just assuming, you know, no chance he plays at all, which would, would be rough. So, um, okay, cool. Um, so a lot of the transfer portal, obviously keep you kind of updated there. Um, Jermaine Johnson, the NFL draft is this yeah. week. I don't remember. Okay. We'll give Jermaine some love here in just a minute. I don't remember an NFL draft that I've been less excited about. Like, I feel like yeah. the hype around, do you feel like the hype around the draft is dying or you think this class just sucks? So I'm super excited for the draft just because it's going to be in person Vegas. They're going to have them. They're, they're going to ride the boat up to the stage for the players. But yeah, it's, it's not a big deal. And being a Bucks fan, it's weird because I'll be asleep before we make our pick. And I'm used to having like one of the first five picks in the draft these past few years uh, before Brady came. But yeah, the, the prospect, the class, not great as a whole. Um, I do think there's there's some good players in Jermaine. I man, I'm excited about. I'm excited for him. I think he could be one. But yeah, I'm, I'm not excited as as a Bucks fan. I'm not excited for the draft. We're not going to get anybody that's going to make a difference this year. I don't think there but. aren't even any like crazy good quarterbacks like it was no, cool like thing, New burrow yeah. was gonna go one like oh okay well that's yeah. neat but like i don't know yeah I, i'm not excited for it all i'm excited for jermaine johnson i'm glad that he's gonna go early yeah exactly what timmy says here watching the draft until jermaine gets drafted and then i'm out <laughs> exactly like i'm going back to whether the lightning play that light that night or uh whatever i'm i'm watching until he's drafted and then i'm turning it off maybe i'll just go to bed so um yeah We've seen some different mocks and stuff. Jermaine has a chance. We, people have been in my mentions pretty upset about talking about transfers and stuff like that. But they've been talking about – so Jalen Phillips was a transfer to Miami and went 18th overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's the – okay, don't quote me on this. Probably should have done this research, but I just came from church, so I didn't research anything. I just jumped on the pod. I think he's the highest transfer to be drafted um, in the big three. Like I, I just the transfer portal, uh, transfer portal. So like, I'm not talking about a transfer like seven years ago or ten years ago that sat out for a year and then play. You know that doesn't. Count. I was gonna say Walter Jones went number right, six right. In the transfer, draft, so. transfer portal type player. So the portal era, um, yeah, yeah. So in the last five years or so, um, I mean Joe Burrow's the highest, right? Like Joe Burrow's yeah. like the portal <laughs> number one. You can't be um, higher than can't, that. Can't beat that. Um, but I think Jalen Phillips is the highest at 18. Like, I don't think the Gators have had one. high. Like, they haven't had a top 10 pick that came from a transfer portal. I know we haven't. Like, we haven't had anybody draft an no. 18 or higher in a, in a minute. So, I think Jermaine has a chance to be the highest big three transfer ever. Uh, port, yeah. Transfer portal player ever. Yeah, Again, yeah. Walter Jones is, is going to beat that. So, um, we've been looking at some mocks. Where where do you have Jermaine Johnson? I, there's some smoke around him going to the Jets. It's like four, isn't it? It's top five. Yeah, so, so I saw one mock had him at four. Uh, one I have pulled up right now has him at 13 to the Texans from the Browns. Um, but I think he has a legitimate shot at being a top 10 pick. Uh, depending on which mock you look at, it seems like, you know, the, the Michigan defensive end um, seems to be the consensus top edge guy. And then it's Thibodeau or Johnson, it, which is ironic as Florida State was trending very well for Kayvon Thibodeau. I think Jermaine might get picked ahead of him and 
I think he he probably had one of the best combines of any prospect, not just from what he did in the workouts. Watch any interview with him. Like he is an impressive dude, and these GMs and owners are gonna fall in love with the guy, and someone's gonna take him pretty high. And I'm excited because I think Jermaine Johnson. Uh, not just a phenomenal player, but he loves Florida State. He reps Florida State. He's doing an interview with ESPN, where the Florida State hat the other day. Uh, and like I said, it just seems like such a good dude. And I, I want nothing but the best for that guy. And hopefully he goes to a good situation. Yeah, for sure. I'm hoping that – yeah, I hope he doesn't end up with the Jets. As much as I'd like him to be drafted <laughs> high, I don't want him to end up with exactly. the Jets. Um, because, you know – yeah, it just sounds awful. Maybe they're turning <laughs> around. Maybe they're turn. Maybe they'll turn uh, around there. Probably not yeah. though. So they're still the Jets. Um, so yeah, I'd love him to. And that's where he'd like, man. I love him to fall a little bit. Like I love him to. Yeah. I man, I know you don't want this, and you know, a Bucks fan wouldn't necessarily want this, but like, love him to fall like into like the twenty range and end up on like at least New Orleans is like a competent franchise, right? Like somewhere yeah. where he'd be good, or yeah. you know, somebody who maybe had an off year last year, but is pretty consistently good you know, the Seahawks or something like didn't have a good year, yeah. but like they're good. They're a good organization, a good franchise. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to fall to see. Yeah. Yeah. So um, NFL draft order. So like, uh, let's, uh, I want to look at it real quick. Um, 2022. Okay. So like if he goes around like the 10 ish range, that's like, that's the jets. The Seahawks are at nine Washington, 11. Okay. Minnesota, 12. I don't think Minnesota okay. is going to take an edge guy, but like I'd take Minnesota without a doubt. Yeah. Baltimore at 14. I'd be completely okay with Baltimore. That'd be a good fit. Um, yeah. That'd be great. Uh, Saints 16. Like that'd be fine. Chargers 17. That'd be fine. Saints again 19. Okay. So Steelers 20, but I don't love that because they, they're the worst team in that division now. I guess the Browns. Yeah. No, no. Not they they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> terrible. So like I usually would love the Steelers. Don't love that. Uh, Patriots at 21 Packers 22 and then you get into like all the playoff teams and stuff so like anywhere in that range would be good but you know obviously want them to go top 20 yeah Chargers Saints Ravens one of those or maybe Vikings but again I don't think they're taking an edge rusher so Chargers Saints Ravens it's like cool I just don't want to go to the Jets yeah. and like suck yeah. <laughs> like well, not the that cool he would th- suck but <laughs> <laughs> cool thing for Jermaine the difference between the being a top 32 pick and 33 or later is massive financially yeah. uh and he he's going to get paid he will be a, absolutely be a first round draft pick um like i said some mocks have him in the top five i see him in the top 10 to 15 range um but yeah a, a good fit would be great and, and i'd love to go to new orleans you know obviously uh, as a bucks fan uh, the saints are a rival but i think that'd be a great fit for him and just hope he has an off year this year so he doesn't break brady's neck or something <laughs> yeah exa- exactly <laughs> brady's getting old man and uh see the red shirt well, see, they, well they, they just you see they just restructured brady's contract to give him another nine million in cap space this year so which is smart this, i mean they despite the rumors of him trying to yeah. collude to go to the uh dolphins and play for sean payton uh he will be in tampa so we, we get at least one more year of uh playoff football yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but shout out Jermaine Johnson. I mean, I mean, you, you talk about like, we've talked about this before, but you, everybody thinks about like the Jalen game against Miami. And then obviously Dalvin always went off against Miami and you think about agreed. Yeah. That was Jermaine against Miami this year, you know, forced fumbles, sacks, strip sacks, fumbled, recovered, 
Uh, just so many plays where he got after the quarterback and forced interceptions. I mean, like just an absolute man possessed in that game. We don't win it without him. We don't break the streak. Um, think about this. We don't like Miami fans aren't able, like, you know how like they celebrate that loss. Cause like, Oh, and now we're, now we care about football because you guys beat us this one time. Um, you know, not the other 30 times we beat them, but um, it's uh, I'm very appreciative for everything Jermaine Johnson did in an FSU uniform yeah. because uh, I mean, he was an absolute terror out there Game, on the field. game near beat Clemson by himself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, Hope he has a great career and obviously yeah. somebody that will enjoy uh, watching kind of forever. My love for the NFL, like I feel like has dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. And I just kind of like end up following FSU players and hoping they do well. It's so like I follow Derwin and Jalen and Dalvin, obviously and Jameis and all these guys. And um, he's somebody that I hope has a incredibly successful career. Oh, edge rushers. Brian Burns um, is a ton of fun to yeah. watch and, and cheer for again. All these players just end up in the division that I'm supposed to be in. So like, that ends up being fun, but um, yeah, hope hope the best for uh, Jermaine Johnson and yeah, give me a top ten pick. I'd love him to go top ten. I mean, I don't know who yeah. I'd in the top ten. I mean, Seattle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's not a not a lot of great there, but uh, no. Fingers crossed. We'll see anybody but Jacksonville. So, uh, <laughs> um, okay, cool. I want to give a plug real quick to um, Garnet Gold. You can uh, check them out at gardeninggold.com. Appreciate all the work that they do. You can use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W. It'll get you 15% off everything except for autographed memorabilia and NIL memorabilia. Um, we're not going to take money away from the athletes, so it doesn't work with the NIL stuff, but go check them out. What you should also check out from them is the Vault Store um, really, really cool. Harlan and I were in there the other day for the uh, spring game, an entire store that's dedicated to you old logo people, you ignition sedition people that are very keep this chief oriented, uh, really, really cool stuff in that vault store, as well as their partnerships with some NIL stuff. They're going to be announcing some football stuff shortly. They have the partnership with Sydney Sherrill and Kaylee Mudge. So they've got some really, really cool NIL stuff going on there. Go check out gardenandgold.com. They're FSU family owned and operated, unlike some of the other big ones like Fanatics and Alumni Hall that are owned by UF and Texas fans and things like that. Shop at Garnet Gold. They've got quick shipping stuff, ships out in like a day or two. Really, really good stuff. Garnetgold.com for all of your FSU stuff, all of your FSU needs. I saw somebody post like a San Diego baseball hat and richie's like hit him up like only shopping aren't in gold i was like oh, i don't know if they have mlb hats like that like let the people live but i appreciate richie's uh but, but shout out mudge you, you see mudge's catch yesterday my goodness i did no she's amazing she okay so i don't know if she thinks she's josie muffley or something making these catches out yeah, of the right? outfield but um yeah no that was incredible uh yeah. fun fun weekend for the softball team and we'll talk about in in a few minutes, but yeah. uh yeah, she was freaking incredible. Um and then yeah, Sydney senior day. Okay, we'll talk about softball in just a minute. But yeah. <laughs> um okay, one more thing on football, and then I think we'll kind of go around the horn with some different things that happen with different uh sports, and then we'll wrap this up. Again, we said it'd be quicker, and here we are at half an hour. So um <laughs> rising spear up over a thousand members. They launched their yeah. website, it's fully functional two weeks ago today. If you have not signed up at risingspear.com. It's been very, very impressive to see their growth and getting up to a thousand members within just two weeks. 
for perspective, the Gator Collective started in, um, I think, August or September of last year. And they're hovering right around 2,100 members, uh, which was the last update that I saw. Uh, so to basically be halfway there two weeks in is really, really impressive. But here's the problem. If you if if it just stops there and that was just the initial push and we don't get up to that 2000 for another six or seven months, then we just kind of like have the same path they had. I think I've, I've heard some numbers that are going to be announced as far as annualized revenue goes, as far as total number of donations. I'm, and I'm telling you, there's a perception that Florida State's NIL is not where it needs to be. I'm just going to tell you that's false. The the crowdsource and the ground, the, the efforts that have been put together by people like Peach and people like Josh that have really gotten on and pushed this. I think we've done a good job of that as well and trying to push what Rising Spear is doing. So if you haven't signed up, risingspear.com, you can donate to their Garnet Spirit, which is a tax-deductible donation, or you can go to the Gold Standard, which comes with member benefits. Check them out today. If you've already signed up, find an FSU fan, friend, that's not on social media, explain to them what Rising Spear is, what they're doing, how it's going to help FSU, and get them to sign up. I hate this I hate this analogy. I hate this cliche, but I'm about to do it. Literally, if everybody on there just literally finds one FSU like friend or fan that like you all know somebody that's not on social media and you get them to sign up, then we're there. We're at 2,000. We'll end up passing our rivals and everything else like that. So uh, they're doing a great job over there. There are a lot of things that happen at Rising Spirit that you guys will – that we will just never know about, that will never be made public. There are people that are thinking about going to the portal and thinking about leaving, and they ended up working with Rising Spirit, and we convinced them not to. And that stuff never hits 247. It never hits War Chant. Well, I mean, it may hit War Chant, but then it's probably fake news. But it, like, never hits other places – uh, but they are working behind the scenes on a lot of things. And so if you're not signed up at risingspear.com, uh, finish out this show. Don't leave just yet. We got like 10 more minutes and then go sign up uh, because they're doing really good and pretty impressive to get to a thousand members. Yeah. In, in like I said, in like two weeks time. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's exciting because Florida state needs it. Obviously, you know, you have a, uh, you know, billion dollar Miami boosters tweeting at kids, basically saying, Hey, I'm going to buy you a car and get you this. If you come here, uh, Florida State, like TJ said, we're competitive in NIL right now. We're not going to lose recruits because of NIL. So Mike Navarro needs to start winning some football games. I think he will this year. Uh, but I, I feel confident. Obviously, you know, if you go head to head against, you know, Bama or like AM and that oil money, we're probably not going to win that one. But we're definitely competitive with Florida and Miami, which is, you know, kind of paramount to getting back on top in what we're trying to do right now. Yeah, got to win the state. So, speaking of winning, Florida State got a transfer. Florida State basketball won the talents of a UCF transfer guard this week. Richie, you're the basketball guy. I'll let you take it away. And then yeah, we got some uh, Knowles and the Pros basketball news, too. I'll let you go with both basketball pieces. Oh, I'm excited for that one, too. But, yeah, Darian Green Jr., a guard from UCF. Um, if the name sounds familiar – for you, it's probably like me because I was furious the last time I remember watching this guy play. Uh, came into the TLC double C, hit six threes, scored 20 points. When UCF beat Florida State, I think that was, uh, for some foreshadowing, Scotty Barnes' season at Florida State. Um, really good player. He's averaged double digits his entire career. And a really good shooter, which Florida State needs. You know, Jalen Worley, I love that guy. Matthew Cleveland, great players, just not great shooters. Um, uh, 
you know, Darren Green is a really good shooter. Uh, he definitely comes in and, and will play a role. I'm not, he'll probably play that six-man role, which means um, pretty much automatically he's going to be ACC six-man of the year because that's all Florida State does these days. Uh, but a really good player. And again, the, I just remember watching that game on my couch when UCF beat us and this guy hit six threes. And I was like, what, are, what is going on? Do you remember him at all, TJ? Uh, you probably remember the game. I don't know if you remember him specifically. Yeah, I remember the guy hitting all the threes. I do remember the game for sure, Scotty's year. Just being frustrated that we uh, that we lost that game. And usually when we lose, right, it's because some guy goes berserk from three. So exactly. I definitely, uh, um, I definitely remember it. But glad to have him on the team because it's you know the shooting has been lacking for sure. Yeah, a, a welcome addition. And as you mentioned, um, I'm wearing my Vince Carter jersey today because. He was the most recent Toronto Raptor to win the NBA Rookie of the Year until yesterday. Uh, Scotty Barnes, 15 points, seven rebounds, uh, four assists, I believe, average on the year. He's the only rookie to be in the top five in pretty much every statistical category. Uh, barely beat out Evan Mobley from Cleveland, but you know what? I, I thought he was the best rookie all year, and I did not think he'd win it, but I'm glad he did. It was the closest vote in the 20 years of the NBA Rookie of the Year voting. Um, he just edged out Mobley by five points, but doesn't matter. He's the first Florida State Seminole since um, that Cowens in 71, who was co-rookie of the year, Dave Cowens, the NBA Hall of Famer. Uh, so pretty good company for Scotty to join. And I, I did last night, you know, I, I went and played golf, had some drinks, uh, saw he won it. Might've spent a hundred bucks on a Scotty Barnes Toronto Jersey. And oh, I'm boy. excited to get that coming in here uh, this week. Yeah. I loved Vince Carter, by the way. So shout out to you yeah. for the uh, BC Absolutely. Jersey. <laughs> I actually love Vince Carter, like all the way through his career. Like even when he was like, even with the Mavs, like at the very end, I was yeah. like, yeah, I loved yeah. Vince Carter. So, um, Shout out to Scotty Barnes, though. I'll I'll never forget. So, like, you know, I was at the game when Scotty Barnes um, and and uh, FSU beat Mike White and UF um, for one of Scotty's games. I went to another game of his that year of the teams that he was so much fun to watch, and he's been fantastic in the league. I remember we talked about like kind of rookie of the year. Did he have a chance a few weeks ago? And we we're like, ah, it's probably going to the Cleveland guy. And then they kind of like slipped toward the end, and Scotty turned it on. So. Glad he was able to find a way to uh, to win that. Really good stuff. I'm excited for basketball season. I, you know, yeah. we've got the transfer. We've got Scotty Barnes happening. Like I'm like, all right, let's go. So, how have you been watching the NBA playoffs at all? I really haven't. How's is Toronto? What are they down three one? Down two one? It's not great, right? Yeah. Well, they won't make it out of the first round. They, I think they had to come out. Yeah, they're down three one. Yeah. So, yeah. I've, I, I've been watching. My, I've been. I'll tell you what, man, this Boston Nets series, despite being a 3-0, I think right now. Oh no, they're the four five seed. They're they're yeah. they're like four five against Philly, but they're still oh, not okay. three one. Yeah, yeah. Boston and Brooklyn have been fun for sure. Well, yeah, seeing Kyrie interact with the Boston fans, but going back to the um the Toronto uh, Philly series, hilarious after seeing uh after Joel Embiid hit the game winner that Drake like ran to the tunnel with them and said, All right, Toronto, bye. I'm I'm gonna go celebrate with Philly now. That's hilarious. So, all right, cool. A um, little around the horn, and we'll get out of here. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, baseball beat Georgia Southern late. I'm sorry, midweek. Uh, was that Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. Softball played yeah. Tuesday. They played Wednesday. Uh, a game they trailed the entire time, came back in the ninth inning, ended up winning. 
walking it off on a walk-off walk to Tyler Martin. Really, really fun game that I was, you know, Georgia Southern was is good. They were top 25 team, but I was going to be frustrated if we lost. Took us to five straight ranked wins. They dropped the opener against Clemson. Had the game, I don't want to say one, but had the game in hand, gave up a grand slam on a pitch, on I think an 0-2 pitch, really had a chance to kind of get out get out from uh, an 0-2 pitch with two outs. Uh, had a chance to kind of end the inning there, but a grand slam, Knowles ended up losing. They won yesterday, looked to win the series today uh, against Clemson. They trailed most of the day yesterday and found a way to come back and win. So impressive there. Softball, we mentioned, swept. Clemson the first time that I they kept saying this on the on the broadcast and I uh I just couldn't um I couldn't believe it but I didn't realize Clemson softball team was as new as they are so Clemson came in as the number 17 ranked team they led late on both Thursday and Friday ended up dropping both of those games and then yesterday on senior day which Florida State has a few home games left I think the thing is that this was the last you know, kind of conference regular um, Saturday game that they would have. They play Oklahoma State next week, so a little bit different. But uh, the la- on Senior Day, Sydney Sherrill hits a home hits. A, I think she had a home run on Senior Day. Who else but her? Mm-hmm. Also started a. Um, actually, I think her home run. Let me take that back. I think the home run was on Friday, and yesterday she did have a double in the first inning. So. Let me back that up so that I don't get yelled at and give wrong stats out. But she did start a double play um, early in the in the game, which was really impressive. And uh, shout out to the seniors, Danielle Watson, Sydney Sherrill, and uh, Megan Tomlinson, the three seniors, which I believe that means the people that weren't listed there are coming back next year. So Florida State softball team should continue Let's to be go. great. But um, a fun sweep for them. Hopefully the guys can get their series win against uh, Clemson as well. Did you watch any of the softball game yesterday or were you back from golfing time? So I, I didn't catch any of it, um, but I did see some clips on Twitter and I loved uh, seeing, a, you know, being senior day. Uh, there's a, the crowd had a, broke out into a very loud Sydney Sherrill chant and she even quote tweeted cool. the video of it. Um, really cool to see because obviously, you know, football, everyone goes, everyone knows that, but I love seeing players that, that come here for four years, put in the work. They do everything they're supposed to. They go to class. Five years, yeah. Yeah, you go to class. You do everything you're supposed to. You get a degree, maybe two or three sometimes, and Christian Ponder's uh, example. But just really cool, and obviously we've got to speak with her and love that for her. And hopefully, you know, we're on a collision course with Oklahoma because this team is 43-5, and which is ridiculous. I'd be more than happy if we weren't on that course with Oklahoma and they got upset before we played them. But uh, listen, I like us against anybody else in the country. Uh, Oklahoma is going to be a tough one. For, for all they do is hit home runs. That's it. That's yeah, all they do. They're ridiculous. Yeah, Texas upset them the other day. I think Oklahoma lost their first game of the year, and Texas celebrated like you know Jameis did in 2013. So yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous. So uh, last thing I have around the horn, there's some updates from uh, FSU's track and field, which is a uh, uh, it's got some good stuff going on. You can go to their Twitter account to find out more there. Uh, but uh, FSU golf competing in the match play championship. I love the way that uh, the ACC uh, golf tournament goes. Uh, yeah. The top four from group play advance on. Florida State started the day yesterday in fifth. 
shot the best round of the day yesterday to move up to third, which meant they avoid the number seven ranked team and number one in the ACC, UNC. UNC is up against Wake Forest right now and is up four holes to one, uh, four holes to none. I'm sorry. The last one's still tied. Um, so Florida State had to take on Georgia Tech because they got into third. They're up right now three, one, and one. So they're up on three holes. They're down on one and they're tied on the last one. Long way to go. Only one team uh, through the turn, but only one group through the turn. But if they can hold on to that lead at three, one, and one, they'll make the championship match, which will be tomorrow, most likely against UNC. But, um, Again, Florida State, uh, really, really impressive yesterday showing to, to get into that top four and then, again, move up even to the uh, uh, to the third spot to not have to play uh, UNC. <sighs> I'm out of breath. You got anything else, Richie, before we get out of here? Uh, nothing else. Just a, another shout-out to Scotty Barnes, man. Uh, so cool. To, you know, the first Florida State NBA Rookie of the Year in most of our lifetimes. Um, if he if he's the second one, I promise it's not a shot at you. I'm just saying it's uh, just a cool thing to see. Uh, but other than that, yeah, man, a, a good week for Florida State sports overall. Hopefully we get this uh, series win over Clemson today and we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, no, good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow night with a pop-up episode. We'll talk about who's going to be on there. Just tune in. Probably around seven. I haven't gotten confirmation from uh, the guys yet or know about that. But, uh, oh, Harlan's got a shout out. Look at this. I almost just skipped right over him. Yeah, I just want to shout out my uh, ex-former teammate in college, Miles Straw, starting center fielder for the Indians. Who I saw that. The Guardians. The Guardians. You yeah, the Guardians. Oh, Guardians, sorry. I'm um, trying to get us canceled in here. Um, <laughs> absolutely gave it to a Yankees fan out there in center, so. He was awesome. So that was your that was your teammate. Yeah, I played with uh, Miles Straw in college. He was he was our center fielder, and then the first baseman for the Rangers, Nate Lowe, all on the same team. So. I I did appreciate how like the Yankees players even said, "Y'all chill, like th- this isn't yeah. cool." Yeah. <laughs> like, but it, yeah. seeing him like run up onto the wall, like grab, just hang there, and be like inches from a fan's face, like that was yeah. man, that, that 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 took some balls. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, thanks for letting me uh, shout him out. You bet. Now get out of here. <laughs> I'm just glad Harlan's internet held up for that. I was worried about right. it. He said, shout out. I was like, oh, crap. He probably went on the hot spot. Did you see that video, TJ? Yeah. I, I mean, what trash? Like, what trash, yeah. people? So, yeah. anyways. All right. Uh, I don't know that I have a shout out. Shout out the uh, – yeah, shout out the seniors yesterday for the softball team. Um, hats off Good to one, them. Yeah. I like that. Hopefully they can continue. I mean, they're they're one of my favorite teams on campus to, yeah. to watch, and so hopefully we can uh, – keep the keep things rolling there they uh i think they play oklahoma state this weekend and then they have a midweek showing with florida um and i think they have one more series and they're done which that one's on the road so um good luck to them the rest of the way we'll be back tomorrow night probably tuesday night as well we got three episodes in three days but until we see you guys tomorrow thanks for hanging out go Knowles.